Hi, I'm Dave Chapman, writer for the Awfully Cheerful Engine and for Doctor Who, and you're listening to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week, Morris and Peter talk about playing as animals in an RPG. In the news, an update on the deck of many things delay, Wizards of the Coast and Paizo going to PAX Unplugged, Matt Coville's MCDM has a new RPG system coming to backer kit, and more! Plus, a brand new sketch about trying to get out of a traffic stop by the City Watch. This week on Morse's Unofficial Tabletop RPG Talk. This week's podcast is sponsored by the Heavenly Academy of Marital Arts. Marital Arts? This is a family podcast. Even I have standards and I'm the world's foremost evil wizard. What? Martial Arts. Oh, oh, well, that's different then. The Heavenly Academy of Martial Arts, where you can learn to kick and punch your way out of anything. Hmm. Fisticuffs. I don't see what's wrong with a good fireball. Uh, ouch. All the tabletop role-play news. We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse. And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, aka Morris, or Morris, aka Russ, and with me this week is Peace Coffee from the Southampton Guild of Roleplayers. Russ, as ever, I am delighted to be here. Alas, alack, saddest of day, we are bereft of the one, the only, the Jessica Hancock of Ian Publishing. Yes, Jess yeah. is doing a LARP. Yes, yes. No, multiple I, LARPs, I'm given to understand. Yeah, a big weekend of LARPing, trauma gowning, mm. ball gowning, wearing some nice armor and having a great time. General um, LARPage. Yes, yes. Uh, not to be confused with Major LARPage, which is uh, the unpromoted second cousin. Anyway, we'll leave this <laughs> like large. <laughs> so we're going to leave that pause in there or not? <laughs> It seems like Daryl always takes all the best pauses out. It makes dramatic, <laughs> dramatic nuance really quite challenging to convey. Um, but yeah, there's those like the bits where I'm I'm grinning at Russ. I think Russ the pause like, oh, the pause doesn't work unless you can that. see the facial expression, though, does it? Yeah, yeah, I'd like my, I like our listeners who just envisage me going yeah. ha ha ha. That, that, uh, special and that just dead look I was giving. You. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know if I describe it as dead. More more pained. Mm. <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Anyway, we okay. should probably do some sort of podcast. Yes. Right then, so let's do some newsage. Oh, yes, what we've got? Let's engage in some newsification, mm, bold, as, bold. As, as, as the common term. Right, yes. I got an update about the deck of many things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know it was delayed because of all the manufacturing issues? Yeah. They have announced when we can expect to see it. Oh. How exciting. So, um, they announced it back in October with the delay in shipment. Mm. I feel like it was just like a few days ago, but it was, you know, a few weeks ago. How time flies when you're having fun, huh? So, basically, they said there was a delay because the product didn't meet their manufacturing standards. Um, so, basically, yeah, um, they, they sent wonky. out review copies, and yeah. a lot of the reviewers reported, hey, the uh, cards were wonky. Yeah. yeah. Which, which isn't what you want from your no, like, $100... Box, unless you're you know unless unless you're a fan wonky. of wonky cards. I mean, yeah, they're unique. Why not? Yeah, 
so um yeah so they started production on a whole new load they're basically redoing the printing it sounds like i don't know yeah. whether they have to do it all or whether it's just one batch or what but they are doing more printing yeah so for us players and stores right not us yes you can have them january the 5th mm. for everyone else shipments no date given yet a little later than this they'll update further when they can share a more exact timeline i i mean yeah i'm not hugely surprised it's a terrible time for trying to get things to your customers at the mm. moment it ain't delay at all that's like great so yeah it's I mean, either risk the christmas thing. rush or yeah, just this sort of thing just happens we had we yeah. had it happened once with a book mm. and twenty thousand. No, not 20,000. No, we didn't print 20,000 copies. Yeah, we get 20,000 customers from 2,000 copies of a book. Okay, that's better. (laughs) Oh, no. No, it was more than 2,000 copies of the book. Mm -hmm. No, I can't remember how many it was. I can't remember how many it was because it was was a big print. But um, one page was inexplicably upside down in the middle of the book. Oh, no. It was really bizarre. And the whole lot had to be pulped. Oh, we did think of trying to sell those as collector's items, but we thought, nah, that's taking that's taking the Nicky in it. <laughs> I think that's a bit rude. So, yeah. so we didn't. Yeah, yeah. I might have kept one for myself, though. Yes. I might have it somewhere. Mm-mm. So one day, it'll probably be worth loads. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I'm not going to tell you no. I don't know. I can't see the future. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, right. So there was some big news more Wizard of the Coast. I mean, most of it is D&D news this week. Mm-hmm. So, did you see the update about the sort of new terminology being used in the core rulebooks? Oh no, I haven't. What's so this there? is so this is something that was pointed out by Alpha Stream to us, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. on his blog. Yeah, yeah, Colombian gamer, I think. Yeah. Mm. So basically, over the last few months since Wizards kind of announced that they were going to be making some terminology changes, yeah. In the 2024 books, yeah, they've been making them on D&D Beyond for the text of the existing 2014 books. Yeah. yeah. So if you go and look at um, the 2014 Player's Handbook on D&D Beyond, it's got these changes. Already. Obviously, the book you've got in your shelf hasn't, because that would require them to send to sort of some kind of secret... Pinkertons. Yeah, well, not really. I don't think that's what the Pinkertons do, <laughs> Oh, fair enough. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they correct the correct text. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe they can your house, replace your books if you want it. Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of just the song of the Sharpie, just replacing the text rather than. But right. Oh, but, um, oh, oh, but that's fine. My ideas. That is totally okay, fine. Sure. Yeah, breaking, breaking into your house and just uh, you know, getting a Sharpie and going, going, going to town on your books. No, anyway. but so these these are basically they're, they're small terminology changes. So these aren't yep. rules changes. These aren't great big swathes of law. Oh, There's just this, words here and there. Is this stuff like taking out savage? That sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've got a bit of a list. So AlphaStream made a full list. Yeah. Comprehensive. So check out that. You know, check out his blog and, mm. you know, read that in detail. I, I kind of made a very abbreviated paraphrase list of just okay. some of the things. So it's not like they took the word savage out of the book. But no. when savages used to refer to people, yes, that's a bit rude. It's changed to sort of brutal, merciless, or ruthless. Yeah, sort of, you know, describing more kind of mm-hmm. what they're doing as opposed to what they are. Yeah, yeah. I think actually I may have read this. I just haven't because it's a sort of major mm-hmm. import. But like things like refute saying like giants, for example, refusing to describe all of giants as dim-witted. 
Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so a term, well, ter, uh, dim-witted um, mm. has been replaced with things like incurious or other synonyms mm. for, you know, as yeah. a, as a, you know, things that are kind of like not, not synonyms of low intelligent, but synonyms for choices of. Yeah. Choosing to not be curious about yeah, things or yeah. to engage with yeah. thinking. Yeah. yeah. So we've got barbarian hordes uh, changed mm-hmm. to invading hordes. Okay. Uh, the barbarian class is still the barbarian class, though, but barbarian hordes are changed to invading hordes. I, uh, sure. Why not? Um, they're kind of removing references to civilized people and places. Um, okay. Yeah. Words like madness and insanity when referring to people is kind of changed to things like chaos or yeah. other more descriptive words. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, trying to destigmatize the language with respect to mental illness mm-hmm. and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. In places where orcs are kind of used as the placeholder for evil foes. Yeah. Um, they're changed to sort of other words rather like sort of raiders or something. Yeah. yeah. Raiders, bandits. Yeah. Yeah. Describing the occupation rather than, yeah. than, the, than the heritage. It's all uh, it's about their choices rather than who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Language alteration surrounding gender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I read a bit about that. There, so there's kind of like a bit of a, a progression thing. So sort of like, mm-hmm. if you go back to the eighties, it was all well, not in every old brain book ever, but generally speaking, it was he. It was the was the word used to describe a player oh, or yeah, yeah, like um, it, oh goodness. I mean, if we're going to talk about pronouns and so forth, then yeah. we certainly can. But it's just things like people insisting that the first, per- the correct first person, sorry, the correct second person is um, he, or in very rare cases, she, which led to things like he is pregnant or something, which, which I suppose would now work nowadays, but was an unintended side effect at the time. When, yeah. When they has been in use since Chaucer to refer to people and works just as well. Sorry, has a bit. Of, I'm a bit of a grammar nerd, so this is a like a little soapbox. Well, the word they is right. If you go into a supermarket, yes, and someone's left their lights on in the car park, yes, yeah, someone has left their lights on. Is yeah. this? Yeah. yeah, and someone someone will say over over the tannoy, they'll go, um, "Hello, if you are the owner of a yes, blue Ford Escort." If they're there, no, if, you don't have to convince me. I, I, yeah. I do understand. Yeah. Could they please yeah. contact us? You know, is. Yeah. It's so, not, so are, are they using he or she, or have they gone for that? Well, as I was saying, there's, there's a uh, progression. So yes. that was that was the eighties. It was pretty yes. much all he. When yes. you got to like D and D third edition and stuff, they started yeah. doing things like you'd alternate he and she. Yeah, yeah, all the way through. I think I remember reading. I think a vampire source book, and they were using she all the way through. I thought oh, that's quite nice. Yeah, well, that that came. I think maybe a little little later when people started doing that as well. Mm-hmm other places it would be sort of like they decide in advance who was going to be referred to as what so like maybe the gm is always she and the players are always he or something like that some yeah, some yeah. books took that brush but anyway the point is there was a mixed there was a mixed bag of uh, of, yes. of things and then now what they're doing is just basically um saying that he and she aren't enough you know mm-hmm. now so um they're making other language alterations surrounding gender and let me just grab that up. It looks like they're just kind of where male or female isn't needed as a descriptor, just removing it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be there at all. Yeah. And adding things like you choose your character's sex, gender, and sexual orientation 
mentioning gender fluid worshippers of Coralon, you know, things like oh, that. So just kind of like Elven God, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. sort of kind of like putting it into the lore a little bit there. So I think I think generally it's just a, a more careful, less limiting way of referring to gender just throughout. I think is what mm-hmm. they're doing. I mean, I'm looking at these examples. They're not, you know, they're not super obvious. They're, they're very, very minor alterations. I mean, all of these uh, inclusivity language changes are very minor alterations. They don't change the meaning of the book or the words or the rules or anything in any way. No, no. I mean, it's it's literally just set dressing. And I know a lot of narrators and GMs and so forth just let you do whatever, and it's fine. Mm. I mean, like, number one piece of advice that, like, yeah, I do occasionally get asked about it. I'm like, just, just, just use the characters' names and pronouns uh, rather than the players, and you won't get confused. Mm. Just stick with the character. That's what you're here to do. You're a role-playing game. Stick to the character, and it will be good. Yeah, yeah. So where are we? The word fat is mm. generally removed or changed to words like big. Okay, yeah. So use of terms referring to slavery are reduced or altered. I'm not 100% mm. sure okay. exactly how. Let me have a very, very quick look and see if I can see that. Mm. Yeah, so there's places where the word slaves is replaced with servants. Slave pens is replaced to quarters for enslaved creatures. Slaver's den is replaced with a thieves' guild. That mm. sort of thing. Um, okay. Instead of slavers, we have tyrants. Yep. You know, things things like that. It's not it's not a consistent, they've just copy and pasted the word. It's right, you know, right. they're, they're doing it differently. They've, uh, they've gone through and chosen different ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. waged servants, eh? Yeah, yeah. With yeah. less of those human rights things. Yeah. yeah. Right, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. And the last one was the use of the word dark when referring to evil. Yeah, yeah. Let's use the words like vile or dangerous instead. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of elves being bad guys mm. because like they'd be pretty terrifying if they were so i mean dark elves are now dangerous elves yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i'm going like when you talk about a dark ritual you can just say it's a vile ritual and yeah it's, or it's an evil ritual yeah or an evil ritual yeah yeah but like i mean these small words and just evil but yeah what is your ritual for what is the mm. purpose let's be precise yeah. there, people yeah yeah <laughs> So yeah, that that's happened. Well, that's kind of happened on, on D and D Beyond. These changes have already been made. Um, presumably, they're not going to be reprinting the 2014 core rule books because they're bringing out new ones next year. So why would they reprint them? So I don't think you'll yeah. ever see them in ha- these changes in hard copy. Well, at some point they'll print a new set of stuff. I imagine, oh, yeah, unless they did sort of like a, a legacy kind of collector's edition of them or something. I, I mean, years, sell, or, they sell a lot of books for us. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be they're going to be coming in at some point. Mm. Uh, sorry, I'm just distracted. I'm thinking about dimly lit rituals, <laughs> <laughs> twilight rituals, or yeah. obscure tr- <laughs> rituals. I mean, technically, you know, a hidden rituals and a cult ritual that mm-hmm. would be quite good. Yeah, mm-hmm. got, got some sort of cr- screen. Like all rituals, kind of a cult by definition. I mean, a cult just means hidden. Mm. So you know, kind of. Yeah. I mean, anyway, we have rituals in our everyday lives, so you know. Yeah, true. No, not magical rituals, though. Speak yourself. I, I, if I'm not <laughs> sacrificing a chicken, uh, I can barely get up in the morning. Um, <laughs> I right. sacrifice chickens. Um, I'm not a big practitioner of voodoo either. But yes, sorry. We did yeah. Anyway, so that was that. Was that. So they changed, they've changed some phrasing and terminology, Ooh, basically. Yes. 
That's nice. I mean, this isn't new either. This is just what's been noticed. Yeah, uh, Alpha Stream noticed it actually a while back. Hmm. I mentioned it to Wizard of the Coast because apparently he thought it would be better that they post about it than him. Right. But they, they but he to. says they, they kind of haven't done and he want it's something he wanted to talk about. So hmm. in the end, he he made the blog post himself. But I think he was yeah. kind of like thinking, you know, he'd prefer it if they did rather than. Yeah. But but they didn't. So he did instead. Hmm. Yeah. Right. What else we got? I'm um, sticking with D and D. And then I think mm-hmm. that's it for the D&D news. Yeah. And most of the news, to be fair. Yeah. So, Pax Unplugged is coming. December yes. the 1st to the 3rd. Yeah. Same, same as Dragon Meat, I think. I think. What, the, what does, does Pax stand for something? Because I've I, seen um, it for many years, but I've, I've never really known. Don't know. Let me look it up. Yeah. Like, I know Penny Arcade used to yeah, do I think a lot with them. Well, isn't that what it, maybe that's what it stands for. Maybe. I don't know. Penny Arcade Expo. There you go. Oh. Well, that... that Oh, oh yes, that would explain it then. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those. Oh yeah, that's really obvious. Kind of. uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, that's that's right. That's good. Mm. But yes, that would explain it. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Wizards of the Coast is going to be there Ooh. with a few D and D events. So there's going to be a oh, panel nice. called <laughs> 50 Years of D and D Adventures." Okay. And on that panel will be Jeremy Crawford, Amanda. Is I think her name Hamon Hamon. Chris Perkins, James Wyatt. They'll be talking about D&D adventures of the past and their favourite D&D adventures and talking a little bit about what's coming next year. Mm. And that will be live streamed, so you can watch it on the D&D YouTube channel as well. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a bunch of D&D games run by Baldman Games, who's like Wizards' kind of long-time partner for uh, Adventurers League and stuff. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, uh, including the premiere of a special convention-exclusive Planescape mega-event called mm. Powers in Pieces, whatever that is. Interesting. Interesting, yeah. Mm. And also we have updated versions of Tomb of Horrors and the Hidden Shride of Tamwetan, if that's how you say that word. Oh, yeah, like, well, Tomb of Horrors, that both of those are adventures from uh, Tales from the Yawning Portal. Mm. Uh, Pre fourth fifth edition, previously from separate books, obviously, one being the infamous Gary Gygax adventure. And they've got updated versions of those. I think um that one was like a the first edition adventure, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh two two more forests was Gary Gygax. Uh, mm-hmm. then they put a fifth edition version in Tales from the Ordinary Portal. Mm-hmm. And we were ourselves playing through the Tomb of Return until Mark was like, Oh, no, I played through this the I played for this like last summer. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And that's that's where it all started going south for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is, I think, relatively new for Wizards to be making an appearance at conventions. Because it was quite a stretch where they didn't come. Yeah, they stopped doing it for quite a while. Mm-hmm. I think, like, unofficially, uh, Wizards staff have gone to some things like um, yeah, yeah. GameholeCon and some of the, or uh, the mm-hmm. um, GaryCon and things like that. Some of the... Incognito sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the really, really big ones. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen Wizards... In the UK, at um, UK Games Expo in years. No, I don't no. think they've been to Gen Con really in years. I think they did this year, didn't they? A bit. I think mm. it was a limited presence. Mm. I think they did a bit. And the same goes for things like PAX and Origins and all the other big, mm. big conventions. Yeah. So they're starting to get back into conventions and try and interact more with people, get more in touch with their fans and customers. Yeah, because I think they kind of got into this kind of ivory tower status. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, where yeah. where they weren't really talking directly to people, 
and that I think mm. maybe some of the some of the problems that they've had over the last few years might have been connected to that because if you were sort of disassociated mm. with the community to that extent, yeah, I mean, I don't quite understand the decisions. For instance, I know I got out of adventurous leagues because they were fixing problems that I wasn't having. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like they were trying to fix problems with magic items. I'm like, this this wasn't a problem. Mm. Changed the rule set again. Mm. And now I, now it's actually harder for me to run my game. Mm. Dislike. Please don't. Ah. Yeah. I mean, I've never been involved with Adventurers League at all. Ah, no. Anyway. Well, so. like, like, I'm, I'm, I'm very community focused. So, mm. like, I, I, largely because I was just like talking to people. I'm always happy to chat to people who want to talk to me. Mm. Like, you know, it's the people that don't want to talk to me that insist on talking to me anyway that I find very confusing. Yeah, it's sort of annoying. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, Peter. I mean, yeah, that's right. Not, <laughs> not, not your fault. Um, <laughs> um, um, where were we any? Um, I, I have mutant block buttons for a reason, and very rarely, very rarely do I find that happens in person. In person, I'm generally very pleased to talk to someone. Although there is a strong risk that they may end up having their ear talked off about, oh, I don't know, advanced position. <laughs> mm, mm. That doesn't sound like you at all. I know, right? It's like, yeah. I, I can talk about other things. Books. I'll talk about books. Books and A5E. <laughs> it's, it's and a, escape rooms occasionally. I do like an escape room. Mm. Did one the other day, actually. It's very good. I've still never done one. Oh, yeah. We shall have I should to, do. I should do. Yeah. Maybe we can, like, gather up Jess and do, like, a... Because I've got some quite good ones, actually. Um, like, you know, in Southampton. Mm. Uh, they're fun. Yeah. Anyway, we're still in the middle of this news article about. Oh yes, yes. Oh, we've uh, not finished that. Oh, no, no, crack on. Um, I mean, there's not much of it left, but there are going to be more glimpses of the future of D and D in the D and D play area, mm. which suggests to me that wizards are maybe going to be demoing some stuff. Maybe if you if you if you're over in that part of the convention, I guess. Mm. Um, and also, there's unconfirmed rumours, so I don't know whether this is true or not. Yeah. Unconfirmed rumours that their 3D virtual tabletop will be available for the public to try, mm. which could be interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's that's it for D and D news, I believe. Mm. That is it. Uh, in other news, there is well, I suppose it's slightly D and D news. The Adventure Time tabletop RPG. Mm-hmm. They announced that months ago, and it's coming to Kickstarter. They announced it what June or something. And they were going to be using a brand new RPG system um, yeah. called the Yes and system. Is that is that brand new, Russ? Um, well, yes and. Well, I'm pretty sure there might be. Uh, well, the concept of yeah, well, the concept of Yes and isn't obviously, but yeah, like, you know, the a concept code of numbers on dice are as well. But um, what this has was you'd have a dice, and one has yes and no on one die, yeah. and the other one has words like and or but. Mm. And that's how it sort of generates the narrative hook. So when you try and do something, you, you roll that, and it will say mm-hmm. yes, but, or mm-hmm. no, and, or something, oh, yeah. as I understand it. Yeah. Um, ah. That was being published by Cryptozoic Entertainment. Mm-hmm. However, they have changed their minds. Yes. Based on fan feedback, this yeah. Kickstarter is now going to be powered by 5e instead. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that, it, it's been going over super well for us. People have been super excited and stoked mm. for it. Yeah, I mean they're still going to be sorry. they're still going to be doing the other one. It's just yeah, the yeah. focus of this big Kickstarter is going to be the five E thing, and I think 
possibly the other version is going to be a smaller release later or something. I, I, I will be intellectually curious to see how it comes out. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, it's like people keep on talking about how you can do fi- anything with 5e and people are like, yes, but should you though? And essentially, the way I like to think of it is like computer games. Yeah. Mm. Like the Unreal Engine is wild popular and a lot of computer games use it. Mm. And for the genre of computer games that they're using it for, then it is good. Mm. It's very satisfactory and does just a lot of what you want. But if you wanted to, say, play Stardew Valley, then the Unreal Engine would not be your go to mm. uh, because it would give you a very different feel. Um, all the games will feel similar, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think Advent- I don't know Adventure Time very well, but from what I've heard, it is quite D and D E though. So maybe maybe D and D is a good fit for it. I don't know, but I don't really know. I yeah. I mean, it's a big popular show, and I I should know. And there's lots of people listening to this are going, how 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 can you possibly not know? But I I have not seen it. No, I, so. don't, I don't I don't think you do enough weed to properly appreciate it, Russ. Yeah, but I can't see cartoons anyway, can I? No, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it'd be it'd be, ter- it'd be terrible audio play. I think it's indeed the way it is often played, which is where people want to do like a low combat, mm. uh, high fantasy thing, full of original characters, mm. and be happy and queer and do all sorts of things. And for reasons which escape me somewhat, they are dragging along free giant rule books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, it was, it's absolutely fine. You can do it if you like. I, I, I'm like, I'm just too lazy for that sort of thing. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'd rather not if that's right. Yeah, mm. just rather do something else. But it makes people happy, and that's important. So uh, yeah. I think, I think, I think I can see them doing it. It's just I don't know how much like design you'd, you'd put in it. Almost, it feels like you'd want to go super light touch and really strip it back. Yeah, I mean, I'm not familiar enough with it. Anyway, but if it's like kind of like generic fantasy with a kind of humorous bent, I, mean, I guess is it. I, is it this... It's not I even know. that. To be, I mean, I don't know. I've not seen it myself, but I am familiar with a lot of the ideas from it because I am on the internet mm. and people insist on putting these things and making memes. And I'm like curious about the references. Yeah. So we're just we're just being uninformed speculators at the moment. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, I I I don't know about completely uninformed. I I, I feel that between the two of us, we might have some relatively informed opinions about fifth edition. And it's so not about adventure time because none of us is adventure, adventure <laughs> time. We know less well, but yeah. it's not. It's not. It's not the obvious. Yes, this is what you should be doing. Mm. No. Yeah, hey, I quite like the idea of that yes and system. I, I think wrote, that's quite cool. I wonder how that ties into mechanics because. Presumably every character is different. So are you rolling different numbers of dice or different? I don't. I don't. I wonder how that actually works. No idea. I, oh, I, I wrote a tabletop game system, the D two engine. Mm. It's all binary. Like, do you succeed? Do you not succeed? Mm. Did you succeed? Was it good? Was it bad? Flip a coin. Yeah. Yeah. Or draw a card. Or mm. roll a dice. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm just like I thought. I'd just do it as an intellectual exercise. What the idea of that? So that so that yes and system. Yeah. Right. So if you made that bigger, and I can't think how now, right now, mm. but basically maybe you roll two or three dice yeah. as a resolution mechanic, and those three dice mm. form a sentence, a randomly generated sentence, which basically guides the result of what you've done. Mm. 
but I can't for the life of me, I can't think how that would work offhand now. But basically, what's so you got three dice? How many combinations is that? Uh, Quite a few, is that seventy-two? If the D six, it's thirty-six times six, isn't it? Six oh, times six uh, times six. Or am I getting that wrong? And one hundred eighty, two hundred sixteen. So two hundred sixteen different narrative outcomes in theory yeah. that could come yeah. out of that if it was made up of three words. So it could be sort of like yes and and something else, or yes and complication, or no but reward, or I don't know. I'm just making yeah. this up on the top of my head. But. Well, you've got like a yes, no dice, and you've got uh, and, but. So that gives you yes, four major routes. Yes, and this further complication happens. No, and this further complication happens. Mm. Yes, but this limitation occurs. Yeah. No, but there's some. So I think, can you put things as well as and and but. Yes, and. Yes, but. No, no, but. Another word you could slip in there. Possibly, possibly. Yeah. Um I just saw something about Paizo at Pax Unplugged as well. Oh yeah. Um oh, so they're going yeah. there too. They will be there. They are going to be showing um the first look at Starfinder second edition there. Oh, oh. Um, packing up. I'm interested. Yeah, 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 yeah. They are showing off a couple of their new board games. Because they're moving into board oh, okay. games. So we've got Goblin Firework Fight and Elemental Stones. Ooh. They've got a few live plays going on, a Pathfinder one and a Starfinder that you can go and watch in a live play theater, or you can watch a stream if you prefer. Oh, I was just thinking if they did like a Starfinder second edition like board game. Mm. I was like, and my wallet immediately cringed in fear. <laughs> like, ah, oh, no, no. I was like, oh, but think of the shinies, mm. think of the gameplay. Yeah. Mm. I guess it I guess in my head it'd be sort of like a um, a, a bit space hawk esque, if you follow. Yeah. I imagine before they do that. Wouldn't they need to do a Starfinder remaster like they have done for Pathfinder? However, if they're literally only just releasing Starfinder second edition, they can't really do that. I'm hoping that they've because I hear that the Pathfinder remastered books are somewhat bigger. Uh, has the dedicated and keen listeners that we have know the original Pathfinder core rule books were exactly one page shorter than the combined players' handbook and DMG. Mm-hmm. So now they're apparently a lot more readable mm-hmm. and using a lot more space. Mm. So they are since bigger. And of course, they had something like what's it, four, five, six pages of errata? after they did their opening weekend release from people mm. going through and asking those questions. So what I'm hoping for Pathfinder Remastered is that they've got all this and that the Starfinder books will be of similar quality. They'll be jumping off because uh, I think the core mechanics will be very similar. Well, the other I, one, they, I don't know if they will be um, because Pathfinder Remaster, Starfinder 2nd mm. Edition was underway before they decided to do this Pathfinder Remaster thing because of the OGL mm. thing. So I think, yeah. yeah, I think Starfinder Second Edition is Pathfinder Second Edition rules, not Pathfinder Remaster rules. I think mm. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think like there'll be, from my point of view, I don't think there'll be that many changes mm. because I, I, I think probably while they're doing it, they will already have taken on board a lot of the lessons that they've learned. Mm. The remastering is to remove a lot of the OGL elements. Yeah, so they yeah. just they just won't have those in Starfinder because they didn't need it. So 
I expect I'll have to put up with ability scores a little bit longer. Mm. It's fine. I'll get over it. Well, I think. Have you got any more news you'd like to mention? Well, I was looking online and I saw a game called Bludgeon the TTRPG. Mm. For us to be a tactical combat simulator. Ooh, okay. It is by I know Russ. I'm just like pretending. Oh, like, I thought you were time traveling. And uh, by Krishnan and Oza's Bludgeon TTRPG system. It it looks kind of wild and immense fun. Like just based on what I can see. It's not finished yet. Mm. Still plenty of slip twixt dress and draw, as they say. Mm. But uh yeah. It's got a whole bunch of different heritages one can embrace, and mm-hmm. they've got plans for like more classes and creatures and campaigns. And the artwork, I'm just like, it's gorgeous. And mm. there's lots of what looks like, I think that might be Hindi or Punjabi, I don't know, mm. but. Any any game, sir, any game where I get to like play a ass kicking platypus is a game which is worthy of my intent uh, worthy of my intention. I've always wanted to be a duck build platypus. Well, if you if you download it's the dream, free, it's the dream, Peter. It's the dream. Yeah, tactics and chai dot at dot ditch dot io <laughs> the CTRPG. You you two can achieve that. Um, I particularly liked uh Balu, who are the uh, bear people, and uh, you got the hoof, who are the uh, elephant people, mm. and they got like uh, Venar, who looked like um, I guess very angry gorillas. And it's like, yeah, we're we're hitting all the boxes here. We've got like a big monkey having a fight, and that is, if I know anything about comics, uh, a surefire sign of cell success. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, as I said, I don't know if you know it's about it, but the art is fantastic. Is it the concept now, is exciting, or is, or is it? Yeah, you can you can oh, yeah, uh, download yeah, some, yeah, some, yeah, some, some of the rules. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, I see. Marvelous. Cool, cool, cool. Um, oh, there was one other thing I wanted to quickly mention. You know, uh, MCDM, Matt Colville's company. Oh yes, yes. Because you, you were mentioning tactical fantasy there. Yeah, Matt Colville was a big sort of fan of tactical fantasy and uh, a fan of 4E, D and D 4E. They are launching a kickstarter on december the 7th for the official mcdm rpg tactical heroic cinematic fantasy nice they've already got like nearly eight thousand people on the uh, pre-launch trade page yeah, following yeah. it so it's gonna probably be another million dollar kickstarter yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. almost certainly but it's not dnd mm-hmm. it's not dnd i mean most of the stuff that they've made is for dnd like yes. Strongholds and Followers and uh, yeah. Yeah, Arcadia magazine and all that, all that stuff. This is not D&D. Um, mm-hmm. This is their own new game, their new system based around tactical combat. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also robust rules for negotiation, crafting and research. Nice. Yeah. Um, so December the 7th, if, uh, if that, that sounds like your jam, as it were, head on over. No, I'm doing this on backer kit, not Kickstarter. Sorry. Not, mm-hmm. not Kickstarter. It is on backer kit. But I bet it's going to be a million dollars. I bet you. Bet you, bet you. Yeah. Oh, you, are you familiar with the works of Keith and Nan, um, The Monsters Known? I've heard the title. I've never really looked at it. Oh, well, it's the name of a fairly good blog. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I've heard good things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then the yeah. Player Survival Handbook, which isn't mm-hmm. on the blog, but it's quite good. 
Uh, the 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 co- the concept is you. He looks at a monster stat block mm-hmm. and talks about if I was this monster, how would I like fight and play and so forth? What would they do? So mm-hmm. you know, sort of a similar sort of thing to what a lot of the monstrous menagerie stuff does with its combat tactics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's brought that up. That that book's been out for a while. There is a second edition, mm-hmm. more monsters known. Uh, I believe also the Cobalt Guide to World Building has some mm. of his work out as well. None of these are Kickstarters or something, but yeah, probably worth a look uh, on general release. Yeah. Um, Warwick, I think we might now be at the end of the news. It is possible. Yes. Yeah. We made it. We made it safely to the end of the news, unharmed. I'm pleased well, to say. Probably. <laughs> Giddy up, yeah. Tally ho, good driver. Make haste and drive this carriage as fast as you can. We have far to go before we reach Lord Botherson's castle. I'll give you everything I've got, my lord. <laughs> oh. Wait, what is this? I said, oh, sir. Halt thy carriage in the name of the Duchess. The militia? Noble highwayman, what do you want? Do you not understand the urgency of my mission? Lord Traveller, I, as knight of the roadways, guardian of the thoroughfares, squire of the streets, the pavement paladin, to address thee with solemnity. It hath come to my attention that thy carriage, propelled by unseen forces, hath traversed roads with a reckless haste, defying the just limits set forth by the realm. Constable of the Royal Roadstead, please stand aside. I must make haste, for my mission is vital to the nine duchies, nay, the whole realm. But verily, my lord, mine eyes reveal thy chariot's unbridled enthusiasm, reaching a velocity of seven leagues per fortnight, a pace that, by the laws of this land, exceeds the bounds of prudence. Such swiftness, though modest by some standards, transgresses the decreed a speed limit imposed upon these fair roads. What? What is this, O watchman of the wayfair? What do you mean? You stop my holy errand to berate me about my case? I bear the sacred gem of Antioch, which must be placed upon the Fay Queen's altar before the equinox, or the realm will suffer a thousand years of torment. My duty, sir, is my duty. Oh, be down to thy duty, sir, for the fate of the realm rests upon my shoulders. Nevertheless, by virtue of this proclamation, thou art summoned to the court of traffic, wherein justice shall be sought. Present thy carriage before the tribunal, and articulate thy reasons for exceeding the lawful bounds. Know that the arbiters shall deliberate with sagacity, and a verdict shall be rendered. What ho, noble enforcer of the roadways! Pray, hast thou mistaken me for a racing steed? I assure thee, my carriage hath no aspirations for the jousting lists. No, an explanation shall be heard at the court of Rhodes, Sir Ledfoot. My eyes behold thy steed dashing as if pursued by a dragon. But, honourable road warden, was not my intention to rival the winged serpent, but rather I sought to outpace the relentless march of time itself. My quest, you see, is true. Time, thou sayest? Art thou a time-traveller, then, Sir Accelerates a lot? But 
Oh, noble traffic sentinel, I refer to the imminent demise of the land should I not reach my destination before sundown. The speed limit applies to all, my lord, be they knights or jesters on wheels. Oh, stalwart keeper of the road, I beseech you let me pass. My cause is just and my errand is righteous. Trouble me not with this piddling regulation. Dost thou know real crimes to attend to? Unkept velocity, my lord, is a real crime. Think thee not of the poor badgers and squirrels, which may be crushed by thy speeding wheels. Really? I misunderstand you, sir. Badgers and squirrels? And ducks, sir. And ducks? Verily, the danger presented by thy reckless abandon threatens the peace and serenity of the local fowl population. Are you freaking kidding me? Kidding you, my lord? I'm on an urgent mission of life or death. Not for myself, but the fate of the entire realm. And you speak to me of ducks? Rules, my lord. It's rules. Ah, forty flipping years of pestilence is forty years of pestilence if I don't break the Fay Queen's curse on time. Look, sir, I hear all sorts of excuses in my line of work. Oh, I bet you do. One young scallywag told me he had a bee in his carriage. Right. Another told me her horse had accidentally imbibed a potion of the hare's swiftness. I don't care. You should hear them. I was but testing the resilience of my carriage against the invisible winds, good constable. Yeah, yeah, fascinating. A mischievous sprite did coax my steed into a gallop. Ah, oh, please stop. I'm in pursuit of a mischievous minstrel who absconded with my lunch. Look, Sir Sigmundsmith, you must let me pass. A rambunctious squirrel started my steed into a hasty retreat. Oh, the world's end brought about by a lowly duke of deceleration. A urgent call of nature seized my horse. Is there any end to this? The carriage wheels were possessed by the spirit of a swift-footed ghost. Yeah, 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 I get it. Oh, my horse ate his enchanted carrot. Seriously, you made your point. I was in pursuit of a particularly elusive rainbow. Oh, OK. That one I'm keeping. So you see, good Lord Swiftwolf, I have, as the saying goes, heard it all. Oh, I hear you, O Baron of the Byways. I throw myself upon thy mercy and thy good sense. The fate of the kingdom is in your hands. Do you swear, my lord, that your cause is just, your mission is true, your purpose is righteous, that you stand on the side of justice? No, oh, I do, good traffic Templar. Now, may I pass? And you vow your oath by the enchanted moon's silver glow? Um, yes? You pledge your word in the name of the ancient stones and whispering winds? Um, sure, absolutely. You bind yourself to this covenant by the scales of the cosmic dragon? Uh, if that's what it takes. You swear upon the roots of the world in the shadow of the elder trees? Is this all proper legal stuff, or are you just making it up? Making it up, Sir Dashalot? I merely ask you to declare your purpose by the arcane runes that etch destiny's tapestry. Okay, you are making this up. Can, can we just speed this along? Oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you, sir? I mean, I don't think I've been particularly circumspect about my desire for urgency, young squire of the lanes. Then I shall be quick. Do you attest to the virtue of your mission in the language of the forgotten? As the phoenix rises from the ashes, reach drop of mystical dew by the mystic tendrils of the ethereal weave in the shimmering echoes of the starlight realms, 
by the dance of the astral wind. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll swear it by the enchanted cheese wheel of eternal fondue, if it will bring this ridiculous conversation to an end. The sacred dance of the disco dragon, the majestic flight of the winged pancake, the invisible cloak of the phantom ferret, the chaotic cartwheels of the acrobatic friggin' armadillo, whatever else you need me to do, just let me pass. All right, all right. No need to take the mickey, sir. I'm just doing my job. Fine, fine. I'll be done here. Yes, my lord, you may continue on your noble quest, and may the blessings of the realm follow you. Go, sir, save the land from the accursed fate which threatens us. Thank you, good sheriff of the streetwise tenants. Your brave and stalwart stewardship of the rules of the bridal way are to be admired, and your unabashed enthusiasm for the protocols of the king's path is something to behold. Fare thee well. Godspeed, my lord, and good fortune. Yeah, give me a... <laughs> Oh, I can't believe he fell for that. Sacred gem of Antioch, indeed. Fay Queen's curse. <laughs> what a plum. Yeah, I heard that. Malak the Maleficent here. If, like me, you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing on Patreon for exclusive bonus content every week and the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing you are helping to keep the show going. Subscribe at patreon.com slash morris. There, I said it. Can you stop staring at me like that now? The things I do. All right, all right. Don't forget patreon.com slash morris can i go now so we got a exciting topic yeah we're going to be talking about tabletop rpgs when you get to play as animals Ooh. and there's quite a few of them there as are it turns out i can't argue there hmm well, the one that sprang straight to mind for me was always Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Classic, yeah. Going back to the 80s, we play a mutant animal, obviously, with various superpowers and stuff. And I played that in the 80s as well. And it's on Kickstarter right now as well. And I think they're about to hit the million dollars as well. Woo, goodness. And about 950,000 and they've got like five days left or something like that. I'm not sure exactly, but something like that. So I think they're going to scrape in over the, over the million. But yeah, so I think like TMNT... Yeah, is like the thing that first sprang to mind for me when, when, when someone says a tabletop RPG where you play animals. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I haven't played many to be fair. I played that. I played Honey Heist. That's true. You played fact, bears. So I think, did I not run that for you? You've run that for me, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. We get to play uh, Criminal Bears and Hats. Always a good one. I played. I don't know what the game was called at your RPG club a few months ago. Oh. It was a one set, one shot session. What, was it? Was it the Warren by any chance? I can't remember what it was called. Oh, where, um, where were we playing bunnies for us? Where were we playing bunnies? No, no. Um, people with different animals. Different animals. Mm. Oh, um, I think Hedran Ironclaw. That was uh, it. Yeah, Ironclaw. That, that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, it was a system that really just confused us completely. Yes, yes. It was a uh, very much of its time. Like I don't know whether it was being run correctly or not, but basically what appeared to happen was mm-hmm. we'd want to do something. Yeah. Jim would 
ask us what dice we are rolling, and I go, oh, I'm rolling a D6 and a D8 because of uh-huh. whatever combination of things that I had, which I can't remember. Uh-huh. And then the GM would also roll a D6 and a D8, and whoever rolled highest won. And we were sitting there thinking, but doesn't that mean it makes no difference what we roll if you're always yeah. going to roll the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes no difference what our abilities or scores are. And yeah. I think I was missing a nuance there or something, but none of us had any idea how the mechanics worked. We just like rolled yeah. dice when we were told to. And it's like, we didn't know what was going on. I mean, sometimes that's the best you can do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think probably we just didn't understand it. I'm sure it worked perfectly fine, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's mainly the three... Oh, Awfully Cheerful Engine as well I played, because I wrote yeah. it. Yeah. Um, where you can play Anthrop and Morphic Animals as well. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. more in the cartoon kind of Danger Mouse vein. Yeah. I, I mean, are we drawing distinction between anthropomorphic animals and just straight up playing animals? I mean, you can do or not. Yeah, I mean, just straight up animals. I played uh, at the club, the Warren, mm-hmm. which is a powered by the apocalypse hack, mm-hmm. uh, which calls upon uh, watership down animals of farthing wood. Well, it's and it, Burrows just... is the uh, sort of big classic watership down inspired one, isn't it? But so I hear. I've never seen it. So. I've never played it. I've never played it. I just I know it exists. I think Bunnies and Burrows, that's more trad gaming, no? It's old, it's yeah. It's no game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, you, you have a bunch of attributes and so forth, and probably skills and other such things. Well, probably, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I am. Um, he hasn't played it, he hasn't played it, yeah. Yeah. No, um, I don't exist. I played one game where it was a one shot where we were Velociraptors. Um, I do like Velociraptors. Yeah, I think. Uh, Ooh, what were you trying to do? Were you trying to overrun the compound? Or yeah, I think it starts off with Velociraptors. We become self-aware in a cage and go. Now I want to play Velociraptors in Jurassic Park. Yeah, well, yeah, it's fair. I actually it think was, I, was quite fair. I actually think a, a Jurassic Park themed game just um, on an island with dinosaurs would actually be quite good fun. Actually, I can certainly see it having mm. a lot of mileage to it. It's just how one would, you know really make it make it pop as, mm. uh, well, I think you play it as a horror s- yeah yeah maybe okay. uh, a story game sort of thing mm-hmm. I think I think that's how you'd have to do it yeah yeah I mean if you get eaten by a T-Rex then you don't want to be bothering of hit points now do you yeah I mean that's going to ruin your day anyway you know getting eaten by a T-Rex mm. I mean anytime I get eaten by a T-Rex I'm just like oh bro this day's just done yeah 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 that's like yeah. enough okay um, so what else is there? So I know you've played Monarchies of um, Mao, haven't you? Yes. So yeah, that's that right. and Pugmire are kind of like twin games in a way, aren't they? They're made by the same yeah. company, same system. So Pugmire well, is dogs and Monarchies of Mao is cats, is that? That's correct, yeah. yeah. Uh, Eddie, Eddie Webb wrote those. Uh, I was lucky enough to have him run that for me at mm. uh, a dragon meet. Hmm. Is that his own system or is it 5e? It is adapted version of 5e. Right, right which has been made simpler and like probably more suitable for children. Mm. Um, because we were talking earlier about the yes and system mm. and what of the advantage, uh, what of the styles of play that's very popular is to have exciting things happen on the criticals mm. to have like, you know, you get 20, something spectacular happens. Mm. You get one, something terrible happens. Mm. And like, you know, that sort of wild swings and reverses, you know, adds uh, drama to the game. Mm. I mean, it didn't add structure or sense, but it adds drama and makes mm. things more exciting. If that's what you want, great. Hmm. Did you enjoy it, though? One of his amount, meow. It's not meow, it's meow, isn't it? 
I've Mal, written, yes. I've written on my list here. I put in meow, but no, it's Mal. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, it it was absolutely fine. It was sort of. Um, oof, do you remember the three musker hounds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was very strongly like that. D'Artagnan and three musker hounds. Yeah, dog, dog, three musker hounds. And musker hounds are always ready. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. We've now lost all our listeners under under the age of thirty. So yes, yeah. Yeah. this happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. Was, it, 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 it was fine. Fun enough. Mm. Well, there's, there's some others I haven't heard of. Squirrel attack sounds amusing. Sounds strong. Sounds sound strong. Cats or Cthulhu? Ah, uh, I I mean, if we were playing guess the Kickstarter, I'd be like, that sounds very. I think you, I think you guess it. Yeah. Uh, I I think I've been with a chance. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. So Iron Claw obviously is that one that I played. Mouse Guard, I know of. I just haven't played it. Yeah, I mean, Mouse Guard. It's like it's a. It's nice. I think probably the biggest sell for me for Mouse Guard mm. is the equipment system. Right. You basically have a little picture of a mouse, mm-hmm. and anything you find that you can draw your mouse wearing or holding counts as being equipment you can have. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like. Okay, then. It's, and you draw it's... it around your mouse, so like your mouse in a tank, or was that cheating? If you found a mouse-sized tank. It had to be a mouse-sized tank. Oh. You, you'd be able to add it to your equipment in that fashion, ah. yes. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, what else is there? There's the Root RPG, which is based on the board game. Yes, yeah. Um, um, again, haven't played it, or the board game for that matter. I, I've met a couple of people keen to run it, but I don't know if they've actually managed to get it to the table. Mm. Uh, that's all asymmetric faction, factional stuff, mm. memory serves. Yeah. And also, um, Jessica... Not here in body, but here in mm. spirit, has oh, yes. uh, sent us a, a list of four suggestions that we could mention, none mm. of which I've played, but Wander Home. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. I have heard of that. And I think we I think yeah. we have covered it before, but uh, again, I think it covers so much it. stuff. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to say. I think they're like a Canadian, if memory serves. It's like one of those... It's a pastoral, yeah, we did cover it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So a pastoral fantasy role-playing game. Yeah, yeah. It's cozy slice of life sort of thing, yeah. Travelling yeah. animal folk. Mm-hmm. Found family, I think, being a major Yeah, family. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. A game about finding belonging outside belonging. Yeah. Yeah, which is the belonging outside belonging engine. Has no dice, no math, no game master, and no complicated rules. Okay, go. sounds awesome. Yeah. There's honk. With an exclamation mark, and that is that the goose one. Is that the goose it's called one? Honk. Please tell me that's the goose that's one. That's the goose one. Right. That's the goose one, isn't it? That is that's the big. goose one. Yeah. Yeah. One honk before midnight. Oh right. no, honk's a different one. Oh no, no, two different ones. Right, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so there is one called One Honk Before Midnight, which is mm. oh on Kickstarter right now. Right now. Wow. A goose-based tabletop RPG adventure. I think we have mentioned it. Goose hijinks, tales of the Honkopolis. Hon- honk pocalypse, honk pocalypse, an RPG system letting you live out all of your chaotic goose-based fantasies, of which I'm sure you have many. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> well, one honk before midnight is a uh, set in the idyllic town of Stafford on Gander, using the <laughs> honk system. Honk honk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see exactly why uh yeah. just wanted that. But also there's Honk Exclamation Mark, which is another game, um, which you can get oh. on drive through RPG right now. Does that combine her second level of clowns? <laughs> well, no, this is definitely this looks like Keith again. 
Uh, this is Pay What You Want. It's eight mm-hmm. pages. It's been around since 2021, apparently. Wow. And the tiny town of Flockwood is losing its goose trappers, and the local lord supply of geese-based delicacies is dwindling fast. Uh, four players. Well, there we go. Anyway, so. Exciting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Jess has suggested two goose-based things there. And mm. then Be Like a Crow and Raccoon Sky Pirates also, she suggested. Oh, yes. Uh, I think I've got one which involves steampunk raccoons or rats and the rings of Saturn, which I think I picked up or backed because it was steampunk rats or and or raccoons on the rings of Saturn, and it mm. felt wrong not to. It was very cheap. Mm. Uh, yeah, and there's like there there are a lot out there. I'm pretty sure if we troll, we could find some more. But yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. I'm mm-hmm. looking at Raccoon Sky Pirates right now. So that's on itch.io. Yeah, yeah. You are a raccoon, and you and your friends have built an impossible floating ship in the junkyard. And tonight you'll fly it across town to the suburbs in search of better trash. Amen. That's what that one's about. That's that one's yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, there's quite a few animal based things out there. Also, like, it's not just entire RPGs about animals. Also, like like D and D, for example, has mm. animals or animal themed um, heritage you can play. It's like mm. anthropomorphic. No, I can never say that word. Anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. Yeah. yeah. Mm. In D and D, so we've got the Tabaxi, and they are yep. cat people. Yeah. We've got Arakokra, which are bird people. Yeah. We've got the Turtles, which are turtle people, I guess. Yeah. 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 Ninja turtles. Is that what they are? Or, to- or tortoise. I I mean, like oh, tortoise. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's well the. They don't really differentiate in America between tortoises and turtles. Whereas over here, we're like, if you drop a tortoise into a pond, it's a totally different species. Time. Yeah, I am aware of this. Mm. It's very sad. Mm. Anyway, do not uh, drop tortoises into ponds. They do not mm. like it. Uh, we've also got the Harangon, which I believe was the rabbit people. Hop, hop, bang, bang. The Owlin, uh, the owl people. Yes. The Leonin, who are the lion people. Yeah, Mystic Odysseys of Ferros. I've had the good fortune to play one of those. Quite and fun. The Kenku, which are another type of bird people. Yeah, yeah. So we've got two types of cat people, two types of bird people, some tortoises, bunnies, and owls. Mm. Do you know what we don't see on that list? You don't see dogs for us. Do you know where we do see dogs? I do. Because we all know dogs are the best animal I after do. elephants. After elephants. Yeah. The elephants are the best animal. But I can't have pet elephants in my house. Oh, imagine, yeah, clear, yeah. imagine clear enough after them. I mean, you're, you're, you're missing, the we're, miss, we're missing from Kilburn Master's Guide to Ravnica, the Loxodon. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And that uh, is uh, a... Uh, elephant person. Elephant person. Marvelous. And I don't know if they made it into Spelljammer, but I know in early editions we had the GIF, G-I-F-F. With the hippo people. Yes, yes. they did make it into Spelljammer, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, don't know if, no, I don't know if there's a player race, actually. I don't know that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got some in A for arranged. We've got some A for um, yes. And as you pointed out, you've written three of these animal heritages. Well, I mean, you did you did, you did put like a little list. I was like, oh, wait, by the folks, by the folk, Galeone. Wait, that's me. Code, that's also me. And the Madrai. Yeah, well, Fermat Dry, but whatever. Um, yeah, it doesn't to... trip off the tongue there. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't um, know where the ox folk are from. Like, uh, they're in Get Your Past Gazette. The they, majority, obviously, well, they, they well, uh, which uh, which one? 
because uh, uh, I, I don't remember seeing them on because I, I spend a fair bit of time looking at a5e tools because that's awesome yeah but that's three months behind the issues okay yeah so it's probably in one that's not on there um but yeah we've got bird folk we've got spider yep. folk i don't mm. think they're actually spiders though they're just they're, they're kind of more uh anthropomorphic with... spiders for us it's much more disturbing than you think well that's kind of people with four arms really with a liking of spiders hey remember four arms is forewarned and you missed out rattlings from dungeon delver's guide Rattlings. I did miss out Rattlings from Dungeon yeah. Devil's Guide. You're right. I missed out Rattlings. Yeah. Galeone. You can tell us what Galeone is since you made the Galeone. Yeah, yeah like if you imagine like an anthropomorphic shark, but shark so, I mean, kind of chibi. Yeah. 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 Like and, and the pod are uh they're octopus centaurs. <laughs> octopus people. Yeah. Uh the Madraya, the dog people. Yes. We like the dog people. And uh, like, folk are obviously ox people. Pe- people people ask online, oh why does anyone have any good examples of dog people for DD? Uh, I like looking around and say, oh, there isn't any. So I thought, might as well write some. Because people want to play stuff and I'm not going to tell them no. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we've also got the Motley, who are sort of, I guess, they, they sort of, I've never actually seen any. Uh, uh, they've got things like they're diff- parts of different creatures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So your, your left arm might be a. Uh, a, a claw and your right might have suckers and you, you might have a deer's head and uh, you know that's sort okay. of what is like a patchwork kind of yeah creatures. yeah obviously you've got stuff like uh the gruel who are like sort werewolves of wolf people yeah, yeah they're, def- they're definitely akin to shifters and gnolls mm. are hyena folk type sort of people mm-hmm. um and lizard folk are liz men in fifth edition lizard folk in advanced fifth edition uh, they feel feel very they similar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, in, I could have sworn um, they were lizard folk. I'm surprised by that. Yeah, maybe, maybe I am incorrect. Let me double check for you now. These are. I thought there was a general thing in Five E where it, they usually say folk. I, don't say I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I, 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 I could well be wrong. Uh, somebody's wrong. It it happens. Of course, like looking for lizards in a game about dragons is like, you know, I don't know, mm. lizard folk, my bad. Yeah. Uh, there, they just like. I suppose if you, if, you count, if you count fantasy animals as animals, of course, dragonborn are kind of that. That just doesn't count, does it? <laughs> That's not what we mean when we say okay. playing animals. Oh, wow. Okay. They are. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Sorry. I was just looking at the lizard folk and the picture in A5E tools is pretty disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me whack that in the chat if I can. Because <laughs> uh, I, I was like looking at it going, oh, goodness. Happily wandering around and then had that influence on my eyes. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't like to meet him coming down a dark alley and say that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's tabletop RPGs where you play animals. There's loads of tabletop RPGs where you play animals. Yeah. Loads and loads of them. I mean, would, would Minotaurs be fallen into anthropomorphic animals because mm, I, I mean they're like people but with heads of cows what about yeah ish i suppose ish i mean if we include both so it's like animal features seem very oh. popular yeah. well if you go to sci-fi games the idea of uplifted animals mm, mm. pretty much it's kind of the same thing isn't it? it's animal people 
Um, but that's that's quite sort of common and popular. And like yeah, cat people, well, I think most sci-fi games have cat people in them. Oh, oh, absolutely. Uh, like CJ Cherry did like a lot of work with that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and like Traveller has um, their dog people whose name I totally forget. Varja or something, or I can't yeah, know what they're called. I should remember that. I was playing the Traveller the other day, but yeah, something I, like I, that. But yeah, they I chose to stick with boring old humans. Mm. Uh, what's uplift David Brin coined that one with a uh, star started started rising? I thought that was like a Niven sort of thing. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, they, 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 that's where I know it from. Like, David Brin did like hold the uplift wars. Mm. So, yeah, I don't um, know. Uplifting so, I don't know the, to the origin taking an animal and making it more intelligent. Yeah. Uh, for people who do not know. Yeah. Um, uplifted animals. Uplift. Science fiction. Let's have a look. H.G. Wells. There we go. Nice. Oh, not the term. The, the no. concept. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The actual term. Mm. So David Brin, Uplift Universe, is mentioned there. Yeah, you might be right. That might be where the term was first mentioned, possibly. Yeah, like, obviously, the concepts are older. Yeah, but, of course, yeah. yeah. Mm. Like Star Trek Rising, absolute bang of book. Yeah, like the Island of Doctor Moreau, like eighteen hundreds. That is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't know. Don't so, know what else to which, say now. Which has <laughs> seen, seen a bit of a re- renaissance in um, uh, Ben Aronovich's Rivers of London stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I do need uh, to do there? I, I need to look up Squirrel Attack. You need okay, to look up Squirrel Attack. Squirrel Attack. Anyway, Squirrel Attack is a humorous game. Shocker. Uh, that has what? players running squirrels in the other world where Mother Nature rules and fairies live. Mm-hmm. A, squ- a crack team of squirrels is assembled from the tribes of the squirrel kin. Even if they can only return with a small supply of nuts, the passage to the underworld will multiply them to hundreds and thousands. There we go. Um, that's what squirrel um, attack is. What about frog people? Would they count? I guess. Yeah, so bog odds in advanced edition. Yeah. And uh, Buddywooks in A5E. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember because I had them as optional player races in my fairy tales mm. campaign, which you have reminded me of. Oh, that was fair game. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've covered CCRPGs where you play animals in great depth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think we've listed some. <laughs> we, have, we have listed some. Uh, I mean, certainly it's like there's long human traditions of wanting to play this sort of thing. Like, uh, I think there are some books which could very well be ripe for conversion to a tabletop game systems for instance adrian tchaikovsky has done uh, a fair amount of stuff there's shadows of the apps was a 10 book decaology where you had like basically people but they took on aspects of an insect form mm-hmm. so like wasps could fly and the wasp people could fly and shoot bolts of fire out of their hands hmm. Quite impressive, and all sorts. Uh, and then uh, I do not currently remember the name of the book series, but there's another one where people can actually transform into animals, mm. but they keep their kit. So there's a tribe called the Iron Wolves who basically have iron hauberks, mm-hmm. and when they transform into animals, then their skin is much tougher as a result. Mm. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Oof. Right. Well. I think yeah, probably people like playing animals. If it helps people play, then I'm all for it. Hmm. So I've written a unicorn heritage. I haven't got around to pitching it to Zan yet, so probably won't see that in the Dick Boss Gazette. But um, it's all out there. Hmm. Yeah. We can provide support. 
just looking at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Kickstarter, it is currently at $955,114 and it's got four days to go. So it's definitely going to hit that um, million. Absolutely. I haven't backed it yet either. Oh, I think you'll tip it over the edge then. <laughs> yeah. What if, I, what if I back it for, what, $50,000? That might be a little extreme, but I'm it sure might you're in premature and seal of approval is everything that they can possibly want. Mm, yeah. Well, they've got one backer on their $3,000 tier. <laughs> Um, they've got six backers on their $1,100 tier. Wow. Um, they've got t- eight backers on their $1,000 tier. That seems like a lot of money for a tabletop role-playing game. What do you get for such princely sums? Well, for the top one, details. Let's click on that. What did it say? Give me the details. You get 23 items. You get loads and loads of TMNT comics, signed comics and games, and just loads and loads of stuff. Mm-hmm. It looks like old, rare copies of TMNT signed by by the writers. Um, oh, nice! No, oh, they're limited. Co- oh, limited quantity, none left. They've got one backer, so there was only one. Okay, so one one nice. person got it. But um, yeah, there was a whole bunch of unique or rare stuff that yeah, you yeah. could have gotten. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, oh, did you know, for instance, that there are two third party versions of Cat Folk for uh, level up, and we also have dear folk in the form of servits. Mm. Ah. I did, uh, but but we don't have an official version of cat folk. So there you go. Mm. Although it depends what you count as official. Really. Certainly, the thing to get you past uh, that. Everything in there counts as official. Absolutely. Basically, anything that EM Publishing publishes counts as official. Yeah. Just, I mean, I don't like the word official. I think I, it's thrown around too much. Yeah, I I think there's expectations and implied warranties that come with it which i mean yeah it's <laughs> speaking from my, I, my my like little view inside yeah. the sausage factory i'm like yeah these words do not mean what you it's what just you're stuff that them, has been published by us as opposed to published by someone else that's all yeah, yeah. and like yeah. you know it, it's been looked at by people but people will sort of go like um like a5e is unofficial because it's not by wizards of the coast but the word unofficial doesn't mean <laughs> not made by wizards of the coast you know, this uh, you know, this iPhone isn't unofficial because it wasn't made by Wizard of the Coast. You know, it's not that's not what unofficial means. Yeah, yeah. I had someone tell me, oh, third party support is great. I'm like, oh, yeah, but I beg to I beg to contradict you, sir, but level up is a first party, which yeah. I am a third party for. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> it's exactly. not third party support for yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I I will quite happily show people how you can use it as third party support because a lot of people have a lot of problems with running D&D, they talk about it online. I'm like, look, just just use this this table here, right? And a lot of people are like, oh, that's amazing. Thanks. I'm like, you're welcome. Come, mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here, here, is, here is the expiration encounters. I'm like, oh, I could use those. I'm like, yes, yes, you can. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? No. Right, I think we're done. I think we are. So, on that note, let's get out of here. I think we're back to normal next week with Jess back and yes. I don't know what our topic is next week I think we had a couple that we might do but I don't know which one we will I guess that's all we have time for so thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you on the other side of the weekend apparently I now have to read this to you This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org.
You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. Mm, That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. Squirrel attack. Or as Americans say, squirrel attack. Squirrel Squirrel. attack. Squirrel. Two syllables. Squirrel Squirrel attack. Yeah. Americans say squirrel wrong and they say they say horror wrong, they say whore, and they say mirror wrong, they say mere. They say it differently to you. No, they say wrong. Is and they say that? and they oh, and they okay. call squirrels squirrels. Squirrels. <laughs> uh I think uh that is an extremely difficult word to pronounce if you're German. I'm reliably informed. Oh, indeed, if you're drunk.